everybody. Thanks again for joining me for another edition of March 4th with Mike Bauman. I, of course, am your host, Mike Bauman. Whoever you are, wherever you are listening from, thank you so much for checking out the podcast. If you're a returning listener, I greatly appreciate your continued love and support. And if you're a brand new listener of the show, man, thank you so much for hopping aboard that pirate ship. You can follow me on Instagram at March 4th Pod, on Twitter at Mike V. Bauman, and the host site is march4th.podbean.com. Y'all made it here, so you found me somehow, and I truly appreciate each and every one of you checking out another edition of the March 4th with Mike Bauman podcast. I hope that everybody is doing well. I hope that you're happy. I hope that you're healthy. I hope that your 2023 is off to a great start. We're about halfway through January as of recording this week's episode, and I couldn't be more excited for the new year, man. Truthfully, 2022 was a great year for the podcast to see it grow, to see the listeners grow, to see the downloads uh, in different countries throughout the world. It was pretty, pretty crazy, man, and pretty dope. And in addition to that, and, and you know, and it may, may be in some ways more importantly than that, I just feel like uh, the the energy of the podcast is positive and, and, you know, the connective tissue, if you will, is positive from, you know, people listening to the show to the people that I've gotten to connect with who have come on the show, whether they're musicians, creators of any kind, business owners, colleagues and friends of mine. I've really been able to connect virtually, you know, online with, with a lot of really cool people through Instagram and um, it's just really cool, man, to give you guys quality conversations about perseverance and moving forward in the hopes that it really inspires all of you out there to, to be the best version of yourself and chase your dreams, man. And um, I'm just really, really pumped up about 2023 and, and you know, what's in store for the podcast. And, and just my focus is just on continuing to put out good content and to be, uh, you know, to be consistent and just to have continued growth for the show. And so I'm, I'm just really excited about this month's episodes and what of uh, what episodes I've got coming up in February. And just, you know, growth is on my mindset for 2023, man, and, and continued connection with all of you. So for everybody out there, when you hear me say thank you, and I say it a lot, just know that I truly mean it. This show wouldn't be anything if it weren't for the people who take the time to like and subscribe, who take the time to tell a friend to tell a friend, or go to Apple and Spotify and leave a five-star rating or leave a review on Apple, like all those things, uh, you know, it, it, it they really go a long way in, in helping the podcast get out to more people, dude. So if you're doing that, I, I really appreciate it. And if you are brand new to the show, welcome aboard, man. We're going to have some fun. And, you know, one thing that's been really cool, like I mentioned, is uh, I've gotten out of my cave the last couple of years. I, I've been 80 years old since I was seven. Uh, in my head, I'm I'm an old man in the winter. You know what I mean? Probably like some Lord of the Rings type stuff. You know what I mean? I've got like my wizard stick and my long beard, and I'm just sort of just trekking along introspectively, man. Um, but for real, I've always been like, you know, seven going on seventy. So the last few years have been really cool, man. Um, even though there's been some challenges, there's been some ups and downs, uh, as is you know common for most of us in life, right? You know, you're going to have highs, you're going to have lows, but uh, I really learned a lot about myself. Therapy has helped, exercise helps. Uh, I'm still working on getting better sleep because I know that's really important in terms of rest and recovery. I know we live in this grind culture, but getting proper rest is really important to being your most optimal self. So that's one of my goals in 2023. But getting on Instagram, man, in, in 2020 really connected me with, with a lot of really cool people who have come on the show and who I've developed, 
you know, I would say, you know, even beyond connections, but just like friendships with, you know, people who are coming back on the show, we stay in touch. And that's been really cool, man. And, and, and to see, like I say, uh, you know, that, that connection, that's really important to me because that's what the show is all about is connecting with people in a positive way, you know, not to slam any other, the, you know, content that's out there, but there's a lot of negativity in the world. There's a lot of divisiveness, especially here in America. And, um, you know, sadly, I feel like a lot of people eat that up. They eat up the, the drama and, and tribalism to me is like the biggest cancer in America where people pick a side and then they just, they're just entrenched with their team you know, and, 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 and they just, they just have confirmation bias, you know, they, they seek out information that just supports what they already believe. And they're not even interested in having a conversation. Like I didn't want my show when I started this back in 2020, which was before a lot of the craziness in America. Um, I didn't, I didn't want my show to be like that, man. You know, I didn't, I didn't want to, I didn't want to build something off of, of, of a negative foundation. You know what I mean? That's just not, that's not my lane. That's not what I'm about. And so I'm just really proud of the fact that this show, I feel like, is a place not only where I can come and, and know that it's like a sanctuary for me creatively and, and an itch that I need to scratch to connect with people, even though I'm an introverted old man deep down, um, but but to know that I'm, I'm you know putting together a positive platform for creatives and artists and musicians and business owners and, and colleagues and friends of mine and, and hopefully nonprofits this year to, to share their stories in the hopes that it truly inspires all of you to go out there. And like I said, just be be kind, awesome humans, man. So uh, I'm just really excited about where things are headed in 2023, and I hope that everything is on the up and up for you as well, man. So, you know, exercise, eat healthy, take care of yourself, give yourself a cheat day every week where you can, you know, eat some pizza and ice cream and all that stuff. I, at least for me, that's what I've found has kept me on track because a lot of people, you know, it's the new year. A lot of people have New Year's resolutions. They join a gym, and then I think people start to plateau and they start to get burnt out. Um, and I think I think the best way that I've learned in, in my 34, almost 35 years in this planet, y'all, not that you've asked for my advice, but I'm going to give it to you, is that uh, that old quote, everything in moderation is very true. You know what I'm saying? Like um, diets are, are, you know, helpful for some people. But again, I think if you don't stick to that diet and, and you go back to eating what you were eating before, you'll probably put those pounds back on, right? Or you join a gym. <laughs> And maybe you, you start losing some water weight and stuff, but then you get burnt out, something happens, you, you hurt yourself, and then you stop going. Like, I think the key is just just live live a balanced life. Like, don't never eat pizza again or never eat ice cream again unless your doctor is telling you to, and in which case, stop listening to me because I ain't no doctor. But I think if you, if you stay on track all week and then you give yourself, whether it's like Saturday or Sunday, like, okay, this is going to be my day to just, you know, I'll eat some of that Ben & Jerry's or I'll order a pizza you know, and, and, and whatever, I'll get some takeout. I think that kind of keeps you more on track because it's like, you're still getting like maybe your sweet tooth fix or like your junk food fix, but the rest of the week you're staying disciplined. And, and, uh, there was a great quote from Denzel Washington that I'll butcher, but it was basically like, you know, discipline is like the key to achieving your dreams, right? Cause you can set lofty goals, but if you don't stick to it and you don't hold yourself accountable, they don't really mean anything. You know what I mean? So you have to hold yourself accountable to your goals and your dreams and that discipline is the key to getting there. So shout out Denzel, one of my favorite actors ever. So anyway, man, I appreciate all of you who are taking the time to spend some time with me, especially if it's your first time listening to this show, but I'm really excited for 2023 and I hope that you guys are as well. This week's guest is actually a return guest of the podcast, which is cool. I've had several of those lately and it's nice to know that I've built positive relationships with people and that 
They enjoy the show enough to want to come back on. He is none other than Caramel Classic. He is a rapper who is based out of Arizona, and actually now he's in Utah, and he's been there for a minute now at 2D Max Entertainment Studios in the Salt Lake area, I believe. And, you know, he's a good dude. Uh, his, his real name is Dante, and uh, Dante and I first got in touch, you know, almost two years ago now, man. And um, he's a really talented cat, has a background in wrestling and mixed martial arts, and has a love for music and a passion for music. He can sing, he can rap, as you guys will hear in this conversation. I highly uh, encourage you to check out his music. Please listen to the conversation first, though. Um, but he's just a good dude, man. And he's, he's, you know, like all of us, man, he's had some ups and downs these last couple of years. He was in a really bad motorcycle accident. Uh, and, uh, you know, was in the hospital, as you guys will hear for a couple of weeks, um, I think almost three weeks and is still physically kind of getting back to his old self. And, and, uh, I relate to him on this conversation, as you guys will hear about, uh, my own experience with, a tumor that I had almost half my life ago now when I was um, 17 going on 18 years old uh, as a senior in high school. And so we, we talk a lot about health and wellness and those experiences and how they impacted us. But we also talk about his music. Um, he had a period there where he wasn't putting out as much content. And then just really in the last several months, especially towards the end of 2021, he's really been back on his music. And it's been really cool to see because I think truly it's it's some of his best work that he's put out. On November 18th, his album Helen Back came out. It features Yo Ghetto's on there. Ra the Artist, who's also been on the show, is on there. There's there's some guitar-driven songs. There's some really heartfelt moments, some really heavy emotional moments, especially in the first half of the record. And in addition to that, on 11-11, a week before that, he released Insert Title Here, which was a three-song EP that he worked on with Dalton Webb. Shout out Dalton Webb. And there's some some great moments on that one too, man. Give Up featuring Alakiri, Too Numb, Sex With My Ex, uh, in addition to numerous singles that he's put out within the last couple of months. So he's been a busy cat. And as you guys will hear on this conversation, we talk about what he went through in terms of sort of the difficult times over the last couple of years since we talked, because I think I, I linked up with him in March of 2021. Uh, you know, we talk about his accident. We talk about how he linked up with the guys at 2D Max Entertainment in Utah and, and the work that they're putting in there and just what a, what a creative force that, that building has been for all these guys and, and the collective that they've really developed there. It, it was a really fun conversation, man, and, and I'm just happy to see that Dante is um, – that he's healthy and that he's he's progressing with his music and also just, just as a person. You know, he, he was in a really good headspace, and it was it was really cool to see, man. So without further ado – I'm going to shut my big yapper and give you guys my conversation with Caramel Classic. Here it is. All right. Well, Caramel Classic, Dante, thank you so much for coming back on the podcast, man. Happy New Year to you. Obviously, we were shooting the breeze before I officially hit record, dude, but... Uh, Got a chance to listen to Hell and Back. Got a chance to listen to the singles that you've been putting out, and and you you've been busy. Um, so thank you so much for for taking some time from out in Utah right now, where you are recording, man. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Um, it, it's good to kind of to give like listeners and other audience just an idea of just kind of what inspires me and stuff, and why I do what I do. So yeah, no, I appreciate you for for having me here. 
Yeah, I mean, like we were talking before the jump, man. Um, you're obviously a return guest, and it's always cool when people want to come back. Uh, but uh, we we both, in our own right, have have been through a lot, and, and that's life, man. There's always going to be things that come in waves, like we were talking about, both good and bad. Um, but two years ago, when we were talking, um, you know, your your music genre was a little bit little bit more emo influenced, like you said, with your hip hop, with your rap, and um, yeah, and with Helen back, it's it's obviously more emotional at the front half um, and then gets more into, I don't know if traps the right word at the, at the back half, but it's definitely more upbeat. Um, the first half is really emotional, really cathartic. Um, but can you walk the listeners through just for people who aren't aware, just um, it, you know, kind of what you've been through the last, the last couple of years since we talked, man. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think last time we talked, it was like mid 2021 um yeah and I, I was kind of uh post breakup um going through like an emo rap type phase um doing some like punk rock stuff uh with Dalton wait it was Dal- Dalton's right there I'm gonna see him um but yeah we were <laughs> Mike said what's up what's up yeah so it's cool to have us all here um but yeah no in, in terms of hell and back it, it just kind of wanted to bring a story together because since I was doing like emo rap stuff like that was kind of still like my genre of choice when I came out of the hospital and all of that and I really had nothing to do like I've been on disability um like I, I don't have to like go into work every day so I'm just like I have so much time just to work on music and and all that so that's kind of where hell and back came in like I was on discord with a couple buddies like Dalton and then Yo Gettos and uh um I was just like I think I'm gonna start working on an album and he's like yeah yeah let, let me help you and then I just started from the first few tracks they were all sad tracks because I was still kind of coming out of that mood and then uh and I, I don't know I just had like a breakthrough or some sort and I was just like I kind of want to turn it up I want to like do maybe like a more hype song a song that people will want to bump in their car and not like cry to um so yeah that that's kind of where I started and that was I was listening to this, this producer named Scorpio um and he kind of introduced me to like that funk type beat like those like memphis sample funk beats um and that i don't know that just kind of stuck i was just like oh my god this beat's awesome i was like i need to find more like that and i i just kind of made that my style so yeah hell and back is just like the whole rebrand of caramel classic um in an in an album you know in a 10 song album and then every song you could probably hear from here on out it's just been like same vibe more more trappy upbeat vibe you know i, I i'm not like a trapper or anything so i i, I don't like to say trap but I, I would just say like hip-hop with like funk memphis elements and the beat and stuff like that yeah for sure man um because yeah was it track track one i mean i think there was there was literal tears on that one like that one was super emotional right the first one if, if my memory serves me right the, the opener just hits you like right in the chest that was yeah that's one of my favorite ones um i just kind of uh, I think I, I remember I recorded it and then I don't know what it what it was due to I just kind of broke down um, and, and a completely different part of the song so I just moved the I moved like the sobbing to like the bridge and it just came out perfectly yeah I mean I, I don't think I'd heard something <clears throat> like that raw emotionally um, Korn's one of my favorite bands and on their first record daddy yeah, Jonathan Davis cries on that one. And it's like, and then when you read about what the song's about, you're like, holy crap. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, Daddy actually inspired that kind of, that, that whole idea. 
Yeah, dude, that was that was really raw, man. And then and then, like you said, um, as you move around, move along with it, like with with me end of my rope one line and then uh, actually, holy smokes with uh, with Ra the artist. Shout out to, to him. He's He's been on the show, too. I love that dude. Um, that that one, like you said, is a completely, completely different vibe by the time you get to the to the back half and like, oh, way, no hook. I feel like you're you're just kind of in your, your, your element as far as your flow. You know what I mean? Um, and I really loved, uh, keep me away too, with Yo Ghettos. That, that might be one of my favorites from that one. That's still, that one's still kind of in that, that somber guitar driven vibe, but that one spoke to me a lot. I don't know. It's probably just with the stuff that I've been through, but, uh, but yeah, dude, I thought it was a really good, complete, complete body of work from you, man. Yeah. I appreciate that. And, uh, Ghettos would definitely be happy to hear that you, you like keep me away. That's one of his favorite songs. He's so he's proud of that verse. I'm so proud of it too. Like he he killed it. Um, but yeah, no, that that's one of the better ones. And then like Holy Smoke, like that collab with Raw. That was like the first song I collaborated with Raw and it, it came out really well. I think that was the first song that I actually recorded that was like a turn up song. Um, and I just did that kind of like on a whim. I don't remember. I was just I was with my buddy Adam and we were we were just working on music and I don't know, I was in a vibe. I don't know if I was like day drinking or whatever the case was, and then I was just like uh I was like, let's let's try to find like an ASAP Rocky type beat, and then I like, cause I'm I'm heavily inspired by him. He's one of my favorite. Um, so yeah, and I just hit it. And I'm like, that's me. I was like, that sounds that sounds pretty good. Okay, and then I just kept doing stuff with that style because it's just fun, you know. It's fun, and then it also comes out good. So it's kind of a, a good niche niche for me to have. I'll bounce back, you know. I'll bounce back and do like some like emo singer songwriter type type stuff. Um, it's just been I've just been enjoying myself more doing this. Yeah, I think I think it's cool to experiment too. I think that's where you really find the stuff that you like the most. You know, when you when you experiment with whether it's like guitars, like you've had a lot of guitars in your songs, but but also like you said, the more Memphis style type stuff, uh, the more upbeat type stuff, where it's it's just got more of that bump and that vibe. Um, it's cool. It's cool. It's it's cool to see you go back and forth from like the more somber type stuff to to the more just being in your flow type stuff i, I really enjoy it and the late single i just checked that one out today because it literally as of recording this i believe it just came out yesterday right trying me with uh with nixon yeah yeah try me and yeah shout out nixon he's uh he uh we were collabing a little bit back in like 2020 like late 2020 ish um and i i blame myself because i was like he would send me like these tracks and he's like yo what do you think of this I'm like, oh, this is fire. Let me lay something down. And then I would lay it down and it's just like, ah, I don't like it. And I'll do it again. I'm like, ah, I don't like it. And eventually I just like faded into the obscurity. Um, I came back and I was just like, I, I can't do that to him anymore. I was like, we got to finish what we started. So I, I sent him this song. Um, it was trying me. It was actually trying me. I sent him trying me and I had my verse and my hook on it. And I was just like, I was like, yo, you want to throw a like a quick verse on this real quick? And he's like, he's like, yeah, let's get it. And then like, 10 minutes later he just sends me this verse back and i'm like wow cool all right i sent it to dalton he makes a master it for us and that was like our first collab that we got out and it, it's it's a good one it's one of my favorite yeah man so so as far as this creativity because i feel like this is correct me if i'm wrong but in terms of the just the window of time these last couple of months going into 2023 is this the most music you've put out in terms of like a like a three two three four month period absolutely yeah um so i i started dropping weekly um and then i talked to uh one of my marketing guys um and he was like i i don't recommend you do that he was like you're you're just wasting like quality work 
because like people aren't really going to hear it because you can't like when it comes to like distro kid like spotify for artists like you want to pitch your music to the editor so they'll like they'll push it out on like discover weekly and playlists but uh I, that that wasn't happening because i was just like releasing too often and like too ahead of time so now i'm like trying to schedule things for a month out build like a whole fan builder campaign get pre-saves and, and stuff like that so it was I've, I've been uploading weekly for the last two months and now i'm kind of tapering off and i'm just going to do bi-weekly probably bi-weekly or monthly and so for for people who aren't aware man um you have a background in, in mma mma and and fought and right around the time we were talking um when I first came into contact with you, cause I had Alec Erie on the show, love to get him back too. If he's listening to this, when it comes out, shout out Alec Erie. Yeah. He's got back into to doing music after taking a little break too. Um, and doing his artwork and stuff, which is really cool to see. Yeah. Um, you were just starting to get back into MMA uh, from what I remember. And then, and then you had a, a motorcycle accident, right? Um and again, not to take you back to like a, a horrible time a couple of years ago, but just with the theme of the show being perseverance and moving forward. I mean, how how much of all of that and the fallout from all that you mentioned, uh, like going through a breakup. And I know what that's like. I'm sure a lot of listeners know what that's like getting their heart broken and stuff. Like, do you feel like that all just in a weird way, all of that negative stuff kind of was like a clearing out of of an old way of life that led to all this new creativity that you're that you're doing now? Absolutely. Yeah, I think so. Because uh, I mean, at the time, I kind of when I look back on myself back in like 2020, 2021, like post breakup, like mourning about all that, like I laugh at myself. I'm just like, you, you really thought it was that bad, didn't you? Like, it, you know, it's it's a lot worse. And now I'm like, not easily affected by things just based on that whole chain of events. Because like life just like, I have nothing happen, like nothing wrong happened for like, couple years and then just like the same year things will just go like i don't know it's like bad luck goes in threes kind of deal so um but that's what happened yeah i was getting back into fighting um and i was kind of like stuck between like music and fighting like which one i really wanted to put like my full effort into um and i was like i started fighting i've been doing this for so long like i I love it every time i walk away from it i like start to regret it and I'm like you know I feel like there's a void in my life but I yeah I went back there and I just hurt my knee um I hurt it and then I yeah I like braced it up kind of took some time off a little bit came back and thought I was fine and then I started training without my brace and then completely hurt it again and I was like all right so yeah I took some time off and then like and then because I actually (laughs) I totaled my car actually um like a couple weeks after I hurt my knee I was coming back from my buddy's fight and I totaled my car on the freeway it was like hydroplaned and I hit the wall and like yeah so yeah that that's what happened there so I wasn't able to really get to practice much after that um and then I bought a bike I bought that motorcycle from somebody it was like two thousand dollars and it was such a nice bike so I was like cool I'll just use this to get around (laughs) um and and then yeah from there on things just kind of crumbled but uh, yeah, that was the only thing that kind of got me out of uh, the mixed martial arts is uh, I just I kept hurting my knee and I wanted to come back. I wanted to come back. But then like when I got the bike, I started focusing on that. So I think the cool thing about it is like, I mean, it sucks. Yeah. But like now I know what I could focus on. I obviously can't fight right now. So like 
I might as well just do music, creativity, stuff like that. Cause once I got on disability, I couldn't even, I couldn't even use a computer. Like I couldn't, like my arm was in a sling and then my other hand, I couldn't really like, it was hard. So that's why I can't like do like my office job and stuff like that. So I was like trying to find like voice actor jobs and like, I don't know, stuff I could just use my microphone and yeah then I was just like oh, maybe I'll just get back into music again and now I'm just so happy I did like that that's that's what how all of this happened you know like if I didn't get into an accident like I wouldn't even be in Utah right now it's crazy it is weird how life works man and I'm glad you're okay because I remember seeing those videos after the accident where you were like you were like you said you're having difficulty moving your arm just getting movement back in your arm and I was like damn did he have did he have nerve damage yeah um, mm-hmm. yeah it was nerve damage um Cause yeah, I mean, when, when I was in the hospital, like I, I went straight to ICU um, and then kind of like had flashes, you know, and then I, I remember like blacked out again. And then I woke up three days later, like in my main hospital room. Um, and then from there, you know, it was, it was kind of chill. Like I just, I, I kept like screaming for meds and they're like, we can't, we can't like, you know, we got to wait another four hours. We already gave you this amount. And it's just like, dang, there's no way, like never been in that much pain but um but yeah I mean it was uh, a little eye-opener you know I I finally was able to walk and then uh it was only 17 days like I wasn't there for like a super long time in the hospital but um now I'm just like completely back to myself I mean given I have like this arm still has to grow muscle like I still can't like 100% lift it like you see right here like this is all I can do really like I can't like move it out quite yet um but it's a matter of time it's it's such a slow building process it's it's all nerve damage like I can't feel my thumb my, my in, index finger uh which is cool because I cut myself the other day making a bagel and I didn't feel it so <laughs> it's got some ups and downs your right arm or your your left arm uh right arm yeah it's actually both yeah my right arm um it, it's called brachial plexus so I broke my my brachial plexus which is like up in your collarbone and that's like the nerve root that attaches to the C7 or whatever attaches to your spine. So that, that kind of got completely severed. Um, and they had to go in and do surgery, like under my armpit. So, um, and then this wrist right here is palsied. So, I mean, like until I get that, that motion back or until I get like the, the strength back, I can't lift my wrist or move my fingers, the little chopstick fingers right here. So Dang, dude. once I get <laughs> once I get my hands back though I'm gonna be Bruce Lee I swear well like you said man you're alive right I mean um I've known a few people who have had bikes over the years dude and like for me it was I was th- this was the the math that I did when I was a kid and you'll probably laugh because like you said you got really into riding bikes for a while but like I couldn't ride my bike with with no hands when I was a kid and I would spill it all the time like my brothers would like rip through the dirt and I would always like I would always like wipe out and I'm like, there's no way ever get on a motorcycle. <laughs> it's scary. Equilibrium. There's no way. And then I had a buddy who had a bike um, and he spilled it. Um, and my stepdad was in a bad accident. Um, I think when he was in his thirties, like me, like early thirties, late twenties, somebody, I think somebody didn't see him and hit him and he blacked out and woke up on, on the pavement. And I, I think he was okay. I'm pretty sure. I don't know if Jack is going to listen to this, but I'm, I'm, I, I'm pretty sure he was in a, in a wreck back of the day. So Fun, like you said you have that freedom and just the open road and stuff but um there's some people who don't pay attention when they're out there either like i always check my blind spot probably like too much in my mirrors when i drive when i see bikes and just in general 
especially here in Nashville, man, like it's just gotten so much busier with the traffic and people moving here, but uh, it's, it's, I can see how it would be fun, but I just saw, I could also see how just scary it can be out there on the road, you know, cause people don't pay attention. It is. Yeah. And especially, I guess like Arizona, like, I, I don't know, every state has its own driving problems, but people are just like Arizona don't like people in Arizona don't pay attention. There's too many, like, especially where I was, there's too many, like, racers people like drag racing on the road and stuff like that and this 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 occasion actually i wouldn't say was that person's fault by any means um I, we were both here just trying to make a yellow light and unfortunately like we just met up right in the middle <laughs> um so yeah it's like i don't i don't want to blame people for that it's usually people are just like oh this person didn't pay attention and hit me and i'm just like i'm not gonna just say that because I, I i made my mistakes too i could have you know, maybe I could have slowed down a little bit or maybe, you know, there's just other ways around it, but yeah, no, I just, I, I look at it and I try not to look at like the negative part of it. Cause then it just makes me feel like defeated, but yeah, yeah. for sure. But, man. Yeah. Look at the positive of it. And I'm like, I got metal in my arm. Like I'm basically Iron Man. Yeah, man. It gives you uh, <laughs> being in the hospital gives you a new respect for healthcare. Doesn't it, man? Cause I had it. I was, uh, when I was a senior in high school, almost half my life ago now, because I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be 35 in March, which is crazy. But when I was no 17, I had a I had a a tumor um, in my nasal cavity, and uh, we discovered it because I had a really bad na- like nosebleed. Mm-hmm. And um, and to make a long story short, one day it was like it looked fake. It was like bright red movie blood, <clears throat> and it I took the it had started that morning. I dropped my sister off at school. And uh, went to the ER and they like put, I think, Neosporin and some other stuff up there. And my my oldest brother, I actually saw in the ER because he was a, a tech and he was working with the nurse anesthetist. And then I went back to school and started bleeding again. And dude, by the end of the day, my mom's a nurse and she came home and it was still bleeding. And she was like, honey, I got to see it. And she had a flashlight and I almost started laughing. I was like, mom, you're not going to be able to see anything. Like it's really bleeding. And I pulled the rag away and it was just like, do, 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 do. I almost passed out. Like it was coming out like a slow drip. That much blood. Yeah. Yeah. I was hacking up blood clots and stuff in the ER. I remember I had one. I thought, I don't even say this dramatically. Like there was a moment in the ER that night when we went back to the ER where I thought like, maybe that was it. I had a, I had a pink basin. I was sitting in the room. And I was crying because I was scared. And uh, I remember, and it would hurt, man. Like, you know, when you get it, like, you know, when you get a sinus infection and stuff and you, you know, you suck it back and spit it out or whatever, like do that with the blood, it would, it would hurt because the tumor was attached to my maxillary artery, which is the main one that feeds blood to your face. Yeah. And they're called JNAs. It's a juvenile nasopharyngeal angiofibroma. So just in layman terms, it basically just means it's a tumor that grows by attaching itself to blood vessels. And they normally see it. I, well, I shouldn't say normally, but I think they've seen a lot of cases in like men and like young men and stuff, but there, there's been women who have had them. And symptomatically, it's crazy. Like some people's faces will just start swelling. Like me, I had a really bad nosebleed, which was really good because they caught it when it was small. Um, so they didn't have to do a craniotomy, like a skull-based procedure. They just had to do a Lafort one. So they actually cracked my palate underneath my top lip pulled that down, sawed it, you know, cut it out and then put titanium plates and screws back up in here. So like, you know, it's crazy when you like chew gum, you know, and like you hide it underneath your lip, you know, yeah. that, like when you're in school, like that's kind of how my gum 
sort of felt like it was just numb for a while. And now I've kind of gotten used to it, but like, you can still see the plates and screws from the x-rays and stuff. So I actually just went to the dentist yesterday and they're like, you still have your molar. I'm like, yeah, I know. I don't want, I don't want to get my molars pulled because there's stuff up there. But, but anyway, it was, it was a gnarly experience, man. So I wasn't in the hospital for as long as you, um, I was in for like a week, but I lost 20 pounds in a week. Cause I couldn't eat anything. My face looked like I picked a fight with Mike Tyson in his prime, you know? Um, I mean, it was like three times as big as it is now. It was super swollen. I did the first time I saw my face, I freaked out. I was like, Holy yeah, your mom was probably so scared. Like that just anything that makes you look different than your original appearance is just so like your mom is probably like, Oh my God. Well, but, yeah. And your nose. You see your parents freak out. You know what I'm saying? That's what kind of scares you when you're young. Cause you're like, if they're scared, cause my dad was like old school Midwest, you know, I grew up in Ohio. So, you know, um, and especially I think people from our parents' generation, especially men, you know what I mean? They're, they're at least my dad anyway, you know, it's, it's, tries not to be too emotional. Um, I mean, he had a temper when, you know, like, like any parent, you know, something mm-hmm. fall, fly off the handle every now and again, but like, and I remember being in the ER and I hacked up like one blood clot and it was like the size of a golf ball and it like hurt. And um, he just made this face and walked out of the room, him and my stepdad at one point, both walked out of the room. So I was like, man, is this it? But I got, I got yeah. great care at the university of Michigan and I'm relating all this to you because it's like that feeling of being helpless in, in the hospital. I mean, people were helping me go to the bathroom. You know what I'm saying? Like you have a, I had a catheter in my mom was sleeping at the hospital with me. Um, and they put me on morphine for the pain. And that gave me, I don't know why anybody would ever want to do morphine recreationally. Cause dude, it mm-hmm. gave me, I, I'm not even joking. I had hallucinogenic dreams that I still remember. I had a dream that my cat, like there was like a fortress in our basement. Like our pond was in our basement and like, he tried to meow and like, it was, you know how, when you try to like <laughs> scream, you try to like scream in your dream and you're like, Ugh! like yeah. every cat tried to like meow and it made that weird sound. And I woke up one day. I was like, mom, they cut a hole in my face. She's like, what? I'm like, you got to get me out of here, mom. They just, they cut a hole in my face. Um, and then I had uh, a dream, like, like the second Ghostbusters when all that pink stuff was coming out of the faucet. <laughs> I promise. I promise I'll get this back on track and we'll talk about music. That's awesome. But yeah, I had another dream. I was like in my neighborhood that I grew up in when I was a kid and it was like desolate. There was no people, there's no nothing. And I went to the bathroom and I like tried to turn on the faucet and this pink stuff came out. And for a while, anytime I would see like, like certain lotions, it would like make me queasy because it would remind me of that dream. So I don't know what they put me on after that, but they took me off of morphine. So kind of like what you were saying, like I had a pain pump, you know, so like, do you have pain? And I would like press the button, you know, but that stuff messed me up, man. So I I just, anyway, I'm relaying all that back to you because I wasn't in the hospital as long as you, but um, when you're helpless and just other people help you, it gives you. And I work in healthcare during the day, but the respect I have for clinicians and people who work in the hospital and I was in peds and you saw like really sick kids, kids with cancer. I mean, it really just makes you realize how fragile life is, man. It is. Yeah. And I have a whole new appreciation of like healthcare workers too, just because of that. Like, and, and not to mention like the whole COVID thing, like they're, they're very low on staff, but also like they're not even like getting paid much more like for that so it's just like you know they're getting paid little to do so much and it's crazy and they're getting yelled at like because I was in like the hospital it was like a complete trauma hospital um and you got like people come in there like homeless people like just cranky people and they're just yelling at the nurses like 
talking crap, like just everything. And I'm just sitting there quiet. Like, I just want some orange juice. Like, yeah. And yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they're, they're, I, I respect them. I mean, there were some nurses that were terrible, um, but you know, that happens, but, <laughs> but yeah, in general, I was just like, wow, I almost want to get into healthcare, but that's, that's way ahead of me. I'm already 28. So <laughs> You never know, man. It's never too late. But uh, but yeah, working in the hospital, it's it's a different environment. I, I used to work at one back in the day and I, I wasn't a clinician, but, um, um, you know, putting putting stock away and stuff and you'd hear kids crying and stuff like you really I don't know, like I'm an empath, like not even to sound cheesy. I'm not going to start getting into horoscopes and stuff because people would be like this, dude. But uh, <laughs> there is some truth in it, I will say, for skeptics out there listening. And definitely is a, is like a Pisces. I'm for sure like some of the, the telltale things of that sign, like I'm empathetic and sensitive in good ways and bad sometimes. But like I really feel when I see people, man, and like it, it there is a dude, I, my roommate when I was when I was um, getting better in the hospital, like post-op, uh, I think he had brain cancer. I don't even know if he made it, but I remember I'd hear him in the middle of the night scratching his sheets. Cause all his hair was falling out and he would like wake up and scream. Um, cause I think it spread to his spine. Like it was, you just, you just realize, man, um, like how, how fragile life is. I mean, even the DeMar Hamlin thing that just happened, you know what I mean? Pops up from a tackle and then he just goes right down the dude for the, the Buffalo bills. Like you just, you never know when it's going to be your time. You know what I mean? Wait, someone on the bill is like they passed? No, no, he woke up, um, but he he was uh, on a breathing tube and stuff. They they canceled the Bills Bengals game, um, Monday Night Football, like in the first quarter because he tackled their wide receiver T Higgins and um, huh. hit him in the chest kind of hard, and he popped back up like everything was cool, and then he just dropped like just went right down. So they had to give him CPR for like nine minutes on the field. Um, and they, they had to take him out of there, take him to UC hospital. They used a, an AD, um, on him. So, you know, I, it, it really freaked everybody out, obviously his teammates and stuff, and even the Bengals and their staff and everything was really emotional. Cause I mean, they, you know, I mean, he, he wasn't breathing for like, for like almost 10 minutes, you know, but that's scary. Imagine being like a Bengals fan too. And not, not even being there, but just like watching the game, not even knowing like they just end the game and you're like what's going to happen like that's yeah that's terrifying i've never seen him yeah he um there's been i mean there's been stuff like that that's happened over the years people have weird you know heart conditions that that are underlying that you don't know about um they think that it was the the direct blow that he got to the chest i think it's called something cordis where where like it takes you know the you know the I'm, i'm gonna say this kind of like in a weird way i'm sure there's gonna be medical people that are gonna be like what are you talking about <laughs> but basically it like knocks your heart out of rhythm temporarily like sometimes it happens to kids in little league you know they'll take a ball to the chest and it'll like knock them out of rhythm and they'll they'll, they'll just go down which obviously you know freaks people out and they think that that's what happened just the way the blow happened it just it knocked his heart out of rhythm and he went into um like cardiac arrest as a result of it oh, scary yeah cardiac arrest is like I can't even imagine that. That's too scary for me. <laughs> but anyway, man, uh, to get to get it back on the tracks. No, I just uh, when you talked about being in the hospital and like asking for pain medication, part of me was curious of like what they what they put you on because I had I had literally I, I was hallucinating on morphine and um, and I'm not even saying that like it's cool like tr- like I I literally don't know why anybody would want that crap recreation right. recreational like- yeah it's insane like I yeah morphine like works like 
like like when I had a kidney stone like that that stuff just I didn't feel it at all after that point and then I got then it made me sick like it kind of like I don't know you feel so good off of it that it makes you sick it's really weird um but yeah the Dilaudid that they gave me that 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 was the good stuff right there that that put me like back to my normal self the Dilaudid oh yeah 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 and they eventually they like like slowly like wean me off stuff <laughs> which was hard but so so how did it really change your perspective man just everything you went through like you said the the breakup the accident like coming out of that did you find you had like a new zest for for life did you did you feel like renewed or did you go through some dark periods too because i remember when i came out of my surgery like i felt really appreciative to just like still be here but then after a while like like it gets hard maintaining because then you feel like you have to maintain sort of that natural high of like, Oh, life is so awesome. And then you realize, well, there's going to be good days and bad days too. And then I kind of crashed and had a panic attack at one point, a couple of years later after that and had to kind of work through that and have still worked through that. But I mean, how was it for you when you finally were able to sort of kind of come out of that experience? It was, um, while I was in the hospital, um, and like, while things weren't hurting, I was, uh, I was happy. I was like, Oh, this is awesome. Like I, I appreciate life so much more and, and stuff like that. Um, and then when I got out of the hospital, it was like the same way for like a few weeks, kind of like how you were. Um, and then it, then I was just like, wow, I'm bored. Like, you know, cause I was just like staying like at my parents' house up in Peoria, Arizona, which is where like pretty much only like grandparents live like that. So there's like nothing up there. Like none of my buddies are up there. And, uh, you know, it's, they don't really want to drive all the way up there. So it's just like, I was just by myself all the time. So I was just making like TikTok videos and stuff like that to try to like pass the time. And like, um, then it, yeah, then it got like kind of dark, you know, then I had some dark thoughts because I'm just like, you know, how long is this going to go for? Like I'm getting blown up, like off the hook by like insurance companies calling me and shit, trying to settle all of this. And like, trying to get all my disability set up like that was all stressful um and then it, it sucked it was like it was like almost a year or no no I was it was like probably like six months and then I moved back in my own apartment um and and things were cool there I was just I, I kind of was going through like the same motions every day and it started to like drive me insane um which which is great because like I was always on discord with these guys from Utah and they just like you should come out here and I'm like I don't, I don't know I got a, a lease I got a dog like I can't just get up and leave and then I don't know he convinced me they came and picked me up they came and picked me and my dog up and everything I could fit in there we sent it to Utah nine hours and then uh my my dad went back to my apartment and like cleaned up everything I couldn't um but yeah, no, it was, uh, I, w I was in some dark places because I, I was just like, you know, this sucks. I can't like, I can't do things physically really. So people are having to like help me do stuff, like cut up my food and like put my hair up. So it's out of my face type deal. And, uh, and I was just like, you know, how am I ever going to find somebody too? I was just like, you know, what girl is going to want to, you know, be with someone who can't like physically, you know, be assistive and stuff like that which I, I slowly find out that that's not the case, you know, that like, that's just not the case. Um, but that, that's kind of what I was going through. Now, now I'm kind of feeling back to myself again, you know, I, I got more friends out here than like, and more supportive friends out here than I, I had like in Phoenix and, and stuff like that. And we're all on the same page too, which is great. You know, we're, 
we're holding each other accountable and it's like hey like you haven't dropped a song in like a month like we need to start working on your track right now like that's kind of how we hold each other accountable and it's yeah at the end of the day like if if none of this happened I probably wouldn't have the the drive because this definitely gave me so much more drive just to kind of like redeem myself and and make a comeback and it gave me more of a story too you know it gave me more topic points to touch on when I'm writing my songs so and then I don't know what happened though I kind of clicked because I, I was having writer's block for a while like back in like 2021 to the point where I was just like I'm just gonna take months off of it and maybe I'll come back like figuring it out but yeah I don't know that, that kind of just happened I clicked and I'm just like wow like I can write these like puns and stuff like that that I'm pretty impressed with like myself and like yeah so I don't know I don't know if it's I don't know if I hit my head and it just made me better at like writing music, but <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the case is, but I feel great. I feel better than I ever did musically. That's good to hear, man. And I definitely, you can hear it in the music too. And I'm not just saying that because hell and back uh, for the listeners, it came out on November 18th. And then right before that too, on 11, 11 insert title here came out, which was the the three song EP that you did with, uh, with Dalton, right? Yep. When I give up, which had Alec Erie was featured on that too numb and sex with my ex like um i enjoyed all those um and then you and then like just over the course of december um never miss proving them wrong make way then there's a is it just i don't know what you call it one exclamation point the one that came out on november 25th yeah that's one, that's my favorite one yeah is it is yeah, it dorsal lyrics is that how you say it or dorsal yeah dorsal lyrics shout out um he is a he's an artist and phoenix um he's actually my uh my mom's boyfriend so uh yeah and he's he's been doing it for like a long time um so he's kind of like an og you know what i mean and he kills it every time he gets on my track he's like what do you what do you want to name this one i'm like i i don't know like there's nothing i really repeated so i was just like what about exclamation point like you know that just like i've never heard a song like that so I think the next song that I do is going to be a uh, more somber type, like Hell and Back, like the first half of Hell and Back type song. And it's it's going to be called Semicolon. Um, and then I'm going to do At, which is going to be just kind of like talking about somebody indirectly, like just an at symbol, like I'm mentioning them in a comment type deal. So, yeah. Yeah, man, I, I really, I really have enjoyed the the creative output, dude. Um, in a lot of ways, like I, I feel for you, man, because I, it sucks when you have to go through, you know, dark stuff to get to to light. But I don't know, just in my experience in life, and I've had like a good life, so I'm not saying this like a, a martyr, feeling sorry for myself or anything, man, because I've got like a great family and a great support system and stuff. But, but that's, I think it's just so important to relay that message to people, though, man. Like, life is going to be full of of ups and downs. Um, and I think we're in this culture too, especially with social media, everybody is comparing themselves to everybody else. So, you know, this person's got this going on and this person's got this going on. And then you, the more you talk to people, man, like, like I said, I'm in my mid thirties now, man, nobody has it figured out, dude. There's no, I was just talking about this with one of my coworkers the other day. Like there's no, I mean, there's definitely a lot of wrong ways to do life for sure. There's plenty of examples of people who have really done some horrible things, right? But there's there's not really a right way to do it. Like everybody's path is is unique. And um, and I think especially in America, man, we look at people that have got money, that like that's how we we define success, like who has the most. And it's like, well, when did life become a game of, you know, the person who has the most crap wins? 
You know what I'm saying? Like, and I just feel like people don't realize that the, the people that you look up to, there's stuff going on in their lives right now, regardless of whatever, you know, you know, awesome Instagram they have that, that you don't even realize, you know what I mean? And I think it's just so important to remember that, like the humanity of just how we're all, we're all just kind of the same people, like just in a different life. You know what I mean? Like, we're all just like, that's one of my favorite quotes I ever heard was treat everyone you meet like they were you in a different life. Cause that's basically what it is. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Yeah. Everyone has their own battles. They handle it their their own way. And that's like, people tell me that people tell me that, you know, they, they tell me about situations they've been through and they're like, you know, it, you know, it's, it's nothing like you've been through, but I'm just like, who's to say, you know, who's to say like, maybe this affected you more than that affected me type deal. So like, I would never, negate somebody's issues just because maybe i i had some like bigger issues because it's just like i can't imagine like stuff like that some people have been through like tumors in your nose too because like i like when things happen in your nose that's the most irritating thing like i've had ingrown hairs in my nose and that's like one of the most painful things in your face it's crazy so like i can only imagine like a whole tumor like that that's insane so yeah i mean there's just some things that like i probably would have handled that a lot worse than i handled like the catheter thing or you know a couple other things so yeah it it, it just kind of helped me appreciate things you know not not everybody you know nobody had I mean obviously people have it harder than others but it's just like I'm never going to say that I've had it harder than somebody you know we're all like you said we're all the same people in different lives yeah and you just you just realize how fortunate you are too man when you go through stuff um the fact that like in my situation my mom you know is still works um, and puts in pick lines because um, she just she likes helping people. She's she's truly somebody like nursing is something she chose as a vocation, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, the weird thing is um, her co-worker, her son had the same tumor as me, um, but his was the size of a softball growing in his head. And he had it when he was like seven years old. So they had to do a Lafort procedure um, and a craniotomy where they had to like cut open his skull to get his tumor out he was just a little guy he was like seven and mine mine thankfully was only the size of a a quarter um so i had a couple of follow-up appointments um after the fact and uh it i think there was like one little tiny chunk that was left but but everything was cool i mean my sinuses are still crazy like especially when i moved down south it was just like in nashville they call it like the gulch because you're just sitting in the middle of all these hills so when the spring hits, man, it's just all this pollen and crap. Like it'll, and there'll be days here where it's like 50 and then it'll be 70 the next day and it'll be 35. So it just, it <laughs> just, you up. Up. yeah, man. But, but no, I was lucky. It wasn't cancerous. Um, it, it wasn't cancerous. It was just kind of gnarly. Um, for a while, I just would like blow my nose really hard because I felt like I couldn't, like, I just felt stuffed up all the time. And then, yeah, I just had a gnarly nosebleed, but, um, but I can't be yeah. in an accident and, you know, like you said, uh, going through, went through too, man. Like it's, um, it's scary, especially when you black out. Like I, I, I've never, I've never blacked out and just like woken up somewhere and been like, what's going on? You know? Um, it was a crazy, yeah. And I've always wondered what that felt like, like all my life, you know, just to like get hit on the head with like a coconut, like in the cartoons and wake up with like amnesia or something. Um, but like that, <laughs> that was kind of like, it. it's just, it's, it's like a weird experience. Luckily I did though. Cause if I, if I had to like visually experience all of that, like that would have been so much worse. Like, it, it's just great that like, 
you know, it happens and then you wake up and you're already like on morphine and stuff like that. And it's just like, cool. I wake up scared as hell because I'm in an ambulance and people are freaking out like you're beep beep and people are like past the blah, blah, blah. And like, it's okay. You're okay. And I'm like, what? I was like, am I paralyzed? He's like, no, no, you're good. I'm like, uh, and I passed out again. But it's like, yeah, thank God for your body shutting down sometimes because your, your body like knows like when you can't handle it to a certain point. Like I don't like if I stayed awake with my head in, inside of a windshield, like that would have been such a traumatic, traumatic experience. Um, so, yeah, thank Thank God for all of that. But at the end of the day, you know, it, it's it's cool. I'm, I'm happy. I'm not really scared of much anymore. Um, you know, that's good and bad, but uh I don't, I don't like live in fear of anything. Yeah, that's good, man. I wish I could say the same, dude. I'm still anxious as hell, man, but I'm working on it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Size music, you know, that, that is stuff that helps me doing this, doing this podcast, man. And I've realized too, in the last, like last year plus just how, how important sleep is. Like we were talking a little bit about that too, before we actually hit record, just getting rest and like, you know, when you're young, like I used to be able to go on like four or five hours of sleep in my early twenties and cram and stuff in college. And now dude, if I have five, four hours of sleep, like by the afternoon of that next day, I'm just like, not myself at all. Mm -hmm. I get nauseous. Yeah. Like if I don't, if I don't sleep longer than like six hours, I wake up like nauseous, like weird. It feels like I'm like hungover or something like that. But yeah, I, I got to get like nine, 10 hours of sleep. Like I'm a sleeper, man. Like that's my thing. I don't know how people do that. It catches up with them though, because like I've I've had some friends they're like that they'll stay up to like four a.m. and then they'll wake up at like seven eight and then I'm just like and then and then they'll just die like they'll just crash completely like at, all the way up until like the next day like like uh, you'll get <laughs> you'll get us he uh, the other day he I don't know what he he was just like up for so long like he didn't sleep that night like I remember I fell asleep I woke up and he was just still in here like working on a beat or something I'm like dude are you ever gonna go to bed and he's like uh like he was like half awake at that point and then like he finally crashed and he that man slept for 36 hours it's oh like yeah he was asleep from that like 4 4 p.m that day to to uh like 10 a.m like the following day <laughs> it was crazy like I'm like, dang, I had to check on him. I'm make sure he's like breathing and stuff. But I saw he like moved around. So I'm like, all right, he's <laughs> he's good. <laughs> well, you realize too, after a certain point, it's like the law of diminishing returns. You know what I mean? The longer you work, I feel like sometimes the less, the less productive you are. You know, like me, I, I don't know. I feel like I used to have and still kind of do like my mind is really active at night. Um, but I get up at five during the week to go to work. So I I usually try to get to bed by like 10. And then last year it kind of became like 11. And six hour me is not as good as like seven hours sleep me. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like that extra hour. Yeah, it goes a long way. Yeah. <laughs> so for these guys that you're that you're with in Utah, thanks again, dude, for for doing this podcast. I really appreciate it. It's it's good to learn more about kind of what you've been going through and the music you're putting out now. You said you mm -hmm. met them on uh, on Discord. I know a lot of people are doing that now as far as um, you know, having Discord communities for their YouTube channels and stuff like that. So how did you first come across these dudes? Yeah, so um, I actually, I, I was a um, couple months ago, I wasn't sure if I wanted to like still do music, but I still wanted to be a part of it. Um, just because I went to school for everything like the business side of it and all that. So I was like, yeah, I'm gonna start like a, like a little like 
public relations company and it was called wake media um and i, I started with a buddy and i don't know it, it kind of just another thing that just faded into obscurity but i was helping yo get us out because he was like the first person to hit me up and say like because i was like hey i got a free like artist package like anybody like the first five people to hit me up like we'll do you know free album artwork you know consultation like xyz um and yo get us is the first one like yo like can i get some help blah 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 and I was like, oh yeah, this this man's dedicated. But yeah, I mean, from then on, we we got them all on the Discord server, and we're all talking to each other. And then, um, then everyone else kind of faded out of the Discord server. And then one day, I, I logged on, and he was in there, and I was like, yo, look at this. I was like, I just realized that you can like share your DAW screen, like your your music program, and the audio will play through on his end, like he was like in the same room with me. And I was like. I was like, let me know if you can hear this. And I went in and did a recording. He's like, yeah. He's like, I hear it perfectly. I'm like, let's go. Um, so we just started, we opened up our projects and we started like helping each other. He was like, uh, maybe you should say this instead. And I'm like, yeah, you should put this on there instead, like X, Y, Z. And then, and then it kind of caught on and then everyone started hopping in. Um, and we just, we had a server full of people just working on music constantly. Like I'll, I'll wake up in the morning and Dalton will be like working on beats and I'll hop into his server room and be like, yo, can I get this beat? And he'll, he'll send it to me and then I can watch him like mix and master it and stuff like that. And it was cool. Yeah. And we, we just, we ended up having a bunch of people in there, like raw, um, uh, viewers from like my Twitch because I put my discord, uh, link in my Twitch. So I got a bunch of people that would watch me on Twitch and then they would, join the server um so it's just like a mix of music artists music fans and and just supporters and stuff like that but yeah that that's kind of how it happened um then you know we just started collabing really well and then uh ghettos he was he was he had like a home studio like in his parents garage um at first and then i'm not sure what happened he uh i think it was like valentine's day is it valentine's day he said or no, 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 it was Halloween, it was Halloween night, and, like, the owner, that the original owner of the studio was, like, hey, my, yeah, my girlfriend just, like, broke up with me, blah, 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 and, like, Ghettos is, like, oh, you want to come make some music, and then, like, they came, made some, or he came over, they made some music in his garage, and then, uh, he's, like, yo, I got, like, a, a studio up in Mill Creek, um, and then, if you want to come help me run it, and Ghettos just, like, packed everything, and he just came up to Mill Creek, and, he was like, yo, he's like, I got the studio up here, blah, blah, blah. Like you should come up. And I'm like, I don't know. And then like, then I talked to Ben, the owner, he gave me like a tour of the whole place. And I'm like, this is insane. Like the way he was explaining it did not like, he was kind of like underselling it. I was like, bro, there's so much better things about this place than you told me. But yeah, it was cool. Nonetheless, you got us all out here. He came, they came and picked up me and Dalton. Um, and then we have a team of just us four running it, me, Dalton, you'll get us. And then uh, Santana, um, the other guy that I was telling you about that wants to interview. Um, but yeah, we're, we're all running it. Stuff's pretty good. I mean, we, we got some business. We, we started like artist development packages where they pay like 150 or something like that monthly and they can get like unlimited sessions, like as long as they schedule like 24 hours ahead of time. So yeah just just building a business we uh like we just got this wall painted right here you see like a little graffiti like yeah. in, in the door yeah so like we had these like painters and they did it for free we're just like yeah just this is your canva just express yourself and they just like graffitied the whole wall and it just looks so cool so yeah we're we're building this place up we're making it look nice 
that's cool, man. It sounds like it's like a full stop shop out there. Yep. Yep. And, and I, for the most part, I think like the business idea of it is cool. You know, we can make some money, but like the fact that we just have like easy access to just work on something whenever we want and the, the talent to like, to collaborate, it, it just makes it all the better. Like it, there's no way we're not taking over Utah. That's cool, man. Yeah. Especially, especially like you said, just being in this point in your life where you have the time and the space to just feel that creativity and see what comes out of it, you know? And I think, I think that's one of the, the best things that came out of the pandemic for a lot of people too. I think it kind of made them reevaluate what they really, what they really want out of life. There's a lot of people who have left, you know, their, their traditional nine to fives to pursue, you know, their, their creative pursuits or, you know, starting a business, starting a bakery, whatever it is, you know what I mean? And I think it's cool that you're in this position where you're able to just be there with those guys and your dog and, and, and make music and have fun, man. You know, that's, that's, that's a dream. Yeah, it's it's awesome too. And I, you know, I trust these guys enough too. Like, you know, if anything happened where, you know, we just didn't have this place or whatever the case is, like we have enough dedication and just commitment to make it work between all of each other. There's always options out here. Like I just, you know, I, I know a lot of people out here already, like already have like best friends and stuff like that. Like, like Santana is like one of my best friends now. And like, I, I just met him like, couple weeks ago and he's only 17 he's only 17 years old and this this guy's like i don't know he's had some life experiences like crazier than i have and i'm like that, that's awesome so yeah it'll it'll be definitely interesting to hear more about him like i'm, I'm interested like if you if you're able to talk with him i want to hear what he says about that because i know there's some stuff that he keeps down yeah i'd love to get him on man well well before we wrap it up dude thanks again so much dante for taking the time to do this man it's great catching up with you you Absolutely. mentioned semicolon and at um do you kind of have an idea of going into 2023 as far as how you want to how you want to go about it you mentioned like i'm doing stuff like bi-monthly like putting out putting out a couple of months like that's kind of kind of the goal right now yeah um because i mean i make i make more music than than it, i need to to be able to release monthly so i'm probably going to release monthly and then you know say i stack up like three songs or something i'll probably drop it as like an ep um or something like that it's just it's crazy it's just like i want to do like more albums and eps but like at this stage in my life where i don't really have like a fan base like a huge fan base you know people reluctantly listen to your album like the hell and back that that i like you know i did all the mixing on that and stuff myself because i wanted it to be like a homemade vibe you know i wanted to be like a homemade like diary and audio form um because so you know i worked really hard at the mixing and mastering i learned a lot from that whole process because i spent like 12 hours a day just finishing songs like going through every project each project has like eight different masters so i have like 80 different like files where i picked 10 of them it's just crazy so um that was more of a thing that was more of a personal thing you know I, I i'm not really concerned about people finding it and listening to it that would be cool but like i just want like my close friends family acquaintances to just know and if they listen to it then they they know they know my story and then now my music from here on just kind of makes sense you know because of hell and back because people would be like what what happened he dropped issues like this like pop punk like all hip-hop type song and then just going straight to like like heavy funk trap type stuff like it would have probably just confused people so i had to build that bridge you know <laughs> yeah for sure man for sure 
Well, it, like I said, it really turned out great. And, and, and even insert title here. Um, Cause I know, I know Dalton's really, really awesome on the guitar too, man. Like it's cool. Like I've, I, it's cool to see where hip hop is right now. It's, um, you know, somebody who, who, you know, for me, I, I definitely come from heavy metal and metal core and, and all that stuff. Like that's like mm-hmm. headbanging type stuff has always been, has always been my jam. Um, but then doing this podcast and talking to artists like yourself, um, hands and feet out of Arizona too, who does like a really cool, like, like trap influence, like just, it's like poetry, but it's just like screaming, just awesome, like raw emotional stuff. Like, it's it's really cool to see the influences in hip hop that have gone to like into heavy music, but also have gone into like punk and emo and stuff. Juice World was like musical therapy for me after my breakup. Like, I, like he he might be my my favorite rapper, rest in peace, man. But um, you know all the stuff that he was doing. Like, it's I, I love I love seeing the genre melding between artists, man. So I think that's what's really cool about what you're doing too is experiment. And for people who don't know too, like you you went to full sales, so like you did audio engineering and all that too. So like you know how to yep. put together your own beats and stuff, which is really cool. Yep, yep, yeah. That's like that's like one of the skills that I just kind of. I just keep low like people don't know that I like actually like went to school for like mixing and mastering and stuff so like when I do mix a song for them like wow I didn't know you can actually mix like I'm not Dalton but like you know I could still I could still get it done you know um but yeah yeah now that that's uh that's that's kind of how I feel about it but yeah no um it it's overall it's it's great we're gonna start like performing and stuff like we're gonna rent out like a venue um maybe do some like like live like uh streaming performances because we have like a media room and it's got like this cool wall that's like lights up any color you want so we'll probably do like a performance out of there uh we got our own like podcast that we do here like santana runs it so we're we're, i'm gonna have him do a podcast um where it's just talking about like the whole accident because like people come in and out of here like all the time and every person tries to like dap me up you know like do one of those things and stuff and i'm just like yeah like so I I just and they're like yo what happened like I'm just like uh, motorcycle accident like oh dang that sucks like so I'm just like I'm tired of like telling like every single person I meet in here the story so I'm just gonna be like yo watch the podcast like <laughs> it'll yeah. make sense watch the podcast yeah I feel you man I feel you and for you man just um before we wrap it up like what what is some of the musically some of the stuff that you've been geeking out on lately whether it's beats artists new stuff you're listening to old stuff stuff that's outside of the box or maybe stuff you that you weren't into before but somehow it came up in some type of weird algorithm cuz that happens to me on Spotify and stuff all the time like i just i just listened to this artist acres the other day uh just yesterday like out of the UK and, and i was like man these guys are good but i was like, like hip hop it's um it's like uh it's almost it's like emotional um I don't, I don't even know if metal would be the right like emotional modern like rock like hard rock kind of kind of some some metalcore influence i guess you could say in there but it's interesting it's interesting oh, cool. uh, yeah no that that's awesome yeah i I love like it's hard because I'll, I'll just go through and i'll just get bored like trying to find some like new artists because I, I was like i was in the car with my buddy yesterday and i was on the ox and i was just like bro take this from me i don't even know what to play anymore because like if i'm like if i'm listening to music that's not like me analyzing my own songs and stuff like that then i'm I'm probably just listening to beats um and i should i should listen to more music because that's gonna help me uh create my own ideas and stuff like that but when i do listen to other artists it's usually asap rocky 
uh, Comethazine, um, and like Key Glock and Young Dolph, like those Memphis rappers. So yeah, th- those are kind of like my favorite. Those are who I pull influence from. Usually I don't like have any, my playlist has like 15 songs on it. And that's been for like the last like six months. I, just, I still can't find anything worth adding. So it's like, yeah, when a new song comes out by like one of my, my favorites, like if, if ASAP Rocky drops, which I, I think he is dropping a new album or something like that, uh, I'll, I'll probably be tapping into that. But I'm so selfish with my own music that I'm just like, I'm going to spend my time just like picking apart my own songs and seeing how I can do better. I feel you on that, man. Yeah. Like, you know, just perfecting your craft and, and especially like if you get excited about the stuff that you're making, like, obviously that's, that's the most important thing that you put out stuff that you're proud of and enjoy, you know, because if you like it, other people are going to vibe with it too. You know, and that was another thing I would say to you too, man. Like I'm, I'm a guy too, that has a, a smaller audience right now, but it's, it's been cool to see it grow over the last couple of years. Just, just, and, and the thing, I think one of the parallels with like podcasting, and music is just consistency, you know, um, you know, consistently. And, and like, I don't even post a ton. And I think if I posted more, I would probably get more engagement. But um, I think if you give people quality content, there's going to, you, you'll find your tribe. You know what I mean? You'll find people that vibe, you know, and, and are in the same frequency that you're tapped into. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. If you like your own music, like that's huge because I, I like, you know, at, at some point, like people were liking my music, but I wasn't, you know, I, I made a song and I'm like, okay, I could see how someone else would like this, but myself, I wasn't really vibing to it. And that that's a problem because like, you know, if I do a music video or like a performance, you can tell that I'm not actually feeling the song unless I truly like it. So yeah, that that's something I can say now is that like, I can listen to one of my songs and actually bump it and be like, dang, this guy's fire. And it's me. Uh, <laughs> so yeah so yeah it's much more fun we're we're all we're all happy and confident about our music and stuff do you do you do your podcast weekly i do it three times a month um but i'm getting to a point where where i i feel like i've you know knock on wood i've i've gotten enough you know in terms of getting in touch with people and doing it consistently enough now people people want to come on the show like early on you know I, I would reach out and I still reach out to people but it's it's cool that it's gotten to a point now where I've had some people find me and be like hey like especially in the last year and I'm not saying it's a toot my own horn or anything I don't want anybody to get it twisted listen to this I'm I'm not a boastful gay okay <laughs> <laughs> introverted extrovert um same but no it's it's gotten to it's gotten to a cool place where it's it's growing where um people have reached out to me about coming on the show or people I've had on the show said, Hey man, you should get, get my guy on the show. And and so that's, that's been really cool. Um, and even beyond music, like I've had some business owners on the show. Um, I've had colleagues and friends of mine. I'm trying to get more nonprofits on the show because I think the work that they do is really important. Um, sometimes I wonder if they listen to it and they, they hear like the most recent episode and it's just like a really heavy metal song or like a heavy rap song. And they're like, I don't know if this is my vibe. You know what I mean? Yeah, and they're like wrong podcast, but no, it's, it's such a dynamic podcast and that that's going to go a long way. You know, that's, that's like, like Joe Rogan, you know, he's got everybody between like, you know, famous figures like UFC fighters to artists, you know, just people who just talk like political figure whatever um but yeah no i i know a lot of people would be excited like artists like myself like it's exciting like i I woke up excited to do the podcast because it's like uh there's stuff that i just i don't talk about and it's cool to be able to just you know express it out there to someone who's going to listen and 
and that understands it can relate and stuff like that. And I, I know a lot of artists would be excited. You could probably reach out to anybody and feel like, Hey, like, can I get you on my podcast? And they're going to be like, yeah, definitely. Like, especially everyone out here. Cause they, they want to be heard more. Yeah. I appreciate that, dude. That means a lot, man. Um, and, and, and I, I don't always say, you know, I mean, even if I got to a place where it was like Joe Rogan esque, which would be amazing. I still want to have, independent artists and independent music and, and independent creators because the way I always look at it like at some point like your favorite rapper or your favorite singer or your favorite painter or your favorite writer nobody knew who they were you know Stephen King threw Carrie in the trash and his wife was like yo that's a really good book you need to take that out of the trash and like he became one of the most prolific writers ever you know at one point Eminem was working in a factory in Detroit you know and living in a trailer park you know what i mean and and i'm from toledo which is 45 minutes south of detroit and, and so like I, okay. I know about detroit so it's like i mean i didn't grow up in the rough parts or anything like that um but i mean i, I i've driven through those areas and in in know know what life is like for people struggling up there you know even though hey. i have that experience it's like i to see eminem kind of come out of the mud the way that he did and just become one of the greatest to ever do it some would say the greatest ever on the mic like you know what I mean? Like I, I always mm-hmm. want to, I always want to be able to be a voice with my platform for people who are, who are growing and building. And, um, and cause I feel like I'm in that same, in that same spot, you know, cause I've had people say no or people that didn't get back to me and, but I don't take it personally. Cause I'm like, I get it. Like I get that there's a lot that gets put into followers and all that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, but, but it has grown like, and it's, and it's, and it's cool to see it grow. And, and that's one thing I need to do more in the new year too, man. It's one of my goals for 2023 is to kind of come out of my cave and, uh, and not be afraid to like reach out to more people. Cause even though I do this podcast, I am a very like, um, I don't know, like introspective cat, you know what I mean? And I kind of am hard on myself at times and I've had anxiety issues and stuff over the years, Mm -hmm. but it's weird, man. It's like, I like being in my cave, but I also like connecting with people like yourself, like on an individual level. I'm not like a big, like, let me go to a big old club and there's a bunch of people like, I don't like that stuff. But like, if right. I'm in my tribe and like, I'm going to a concert and it's music that I like, that's different. But, but so yeah, so that's one thing I'm, I'm, I'm focusing more on going into 2023 is, um, is growth in a lot of ways on an individual level and on a podcast level. Cause as you know, in the music side of things, man, there's a lot of marketing and stuff that goes into this stuff too. Um, so I've done some, some little things here and there, like promoted posts and whatnot, but I've never, I've, I haven't like linked up with anybody to like, you get those scammers on Instagram, like, oh, we can get you 20,000. I'm like, dude, I don't want, no, I, I don't want a bunch of bots. I want people who actually listen to the show and enjoy the show. You know what I mean? Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And I, I mean, like on, on that topic too, like, yeah, that, that is something that's huge. Like that, that's what sets you apart from anyone else doing the same thing. It's just how you promote it um and and that's something too that like i think like it would go far with your podcast because it's it's such a well put together podcast um and people are comfortable like talking and expressing those things with you too so yeah i mean that, that's something that actually that's my my regular jobs I, I work for facebook and i just do the like marketing and uh i work with advertisers and help them with their campaigns and stuff so i think yeah i think that would be a good avenue for you like if you ever feel like marketing yourself like reach out to me and I can definitely help you out and get the right audience. I appreciate that, dude. I appreciate it a lot. Well, Dante, I, um, I, I really love talking to you, man. It's, it's been great to get you back on the show. Like I said, I'm sorry that you went through a bunch of horrible stuff, but at the same time, 
um, it's, it's really awesome to see you in a, in a healthier place now. And even though you're still getting, getting things back physically with your hand and everything like that, I, at the end of the day, you're alive, right. And, and you survived and you're, you're creating music and the fact that you were able to link up with these guys in, in Utah and, and make music, have your dog with there. Shout out to the dog. What's your dog's name, by the way? I know you have that's that's bear. <laughs> that's bear. bear. <laughs> yeah. He just, he just lays there. He just crashes in the studio. He's a, he's a good dog. Stuff that you posted, yeah, he looks like the most chill dog ever, man. <laughs> He's my biggest supporter. It's good to have, man. No, animals are awesome, dude. Um, both my 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 sister and my brother and my oldest brother, they all have pets. I don't know if my stepbrother has a pet. I had my my cat Charlie forever. I had to put him down um, not long ago in Nashville. He had like a tumor. It was so I he was like one of those one percenter animals, man. They, you know, I mean, you know, they become like part of your family. He was like my my little brother. You know what I mean? And uh, but I'll eventually get, I'll eventually get another animal, but, but anyway, to get, get it back on track, man, like it's, it's, it's good to see you. It's good to see you in a healthier place, dude. And I'm, I'm so happy that you're cranking out music. Um, I really enjoyed seeing the, the development and the growth. And I, and I really truly think the stuff that you've put out in the last few months is, is some of your best work, man. And that's not to be dismissive of what you're doing before, but I just think um, I could tell there was a catharsis there emotionally with Helen back um, and to see you cranking out these singles and just, the type of beats that, that are going on and, and the type of production that's going on in your flow. It's cool, man. Cause you, cause you, your flow is interesting to me because I, you, you're showing people you can do different things, you know, um, that, that's the simplest way I can put it for, for people who want to check it out, man. Um, and definitely go check out Caramel Classic, everybody listening to this, man. But um, I think you're really kind of showing people your skill set Cause you, you know, you, you're not new to this. You've been doing it for a while. And, and I think, uh, it's cool to see the creative output, dude. So thank you so much for coming back on the show, man. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Um, yeah. Any other time I, I always got stuff to talk about, so I'm happy to come back anytime I'm invited. Yeah, man. And for people, I'll put up the links in the podcast description, but for people who aren't aware of, of Caramel Classic and the music and what you're doing, man, let them know where they can find you. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so I'm on SoundCloud, uh, Spotify, Apple music, like all streaming platforms, just Caramel Classic all K's K-A-R-A-M-E-L-K-L-A-S-S-I-K. That's a common mistake. I had to put that in like my SEO. Um, I had to put the wrong spelling. So if someone types that in, they still find me. Um, but yeah, if, hopefully if you spell it wrong, you still find me. But yeah, I'm on all platforms, YouTube. I'm, I'm going to be cranking out videos here a lot more um, now that we got a lot more time and people to do it and, and the programs to edit and stuff like that. So just, yeah, keep an eye out for more music videos by KK. Sweet. Well, dude, thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Shout out Dalton too, man. I got to get Dalton on the podcast. He's got an open invitation sure. too, man. Because um, he he's been hooked me up with Alakiri like a couple of years ago too, man. When I first started getting into March fourth and doing it again, man. So, so Dalton, you're welcome on anytime, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Can you hear him? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I think it's played through the other headphones too. Um, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll get Dalton uh, to hit you up and get him on there and. Anyone else, I'll, I'll send you the links to everyone we got here. Sweet. Well, dudes, have a good rest of the weekend, man. Thank you so much. You too, Mike. Thank you. All righty, daddy. There you have it. That was my conversation with Dante Patrick, a.k.a. Caramel Classic. 
make sure you go follow him on Instagram at Caramel Classic. And that is Caramel Classic with all K's. The links to all of his stuff will be in the podcast description for this episode. So just scroll down to the bottom of that podcast description, hit those links, and go follow and support my dude KK. He's been putting out fire lately. And shout out to him and all the dudes at 2D Max Entertainment in Utah. I know that they've been in the lab now working and motivating each other. And it's a really beautiful thing to see, man. So I just want to say once again, Dante, thank you so much for taking the time to come back on the podcast, my guy. It was great catching up with you. And it was just so cool to hear that you're in a, in a healthy headspace in terms of your music, in terms of your mental health, and the fact that you guys have this really awesome collective where you're motivating each other and you know putting out that heat, man. It's, it's really cool. So I, I really appreciate everything you're doing. I appreciate you taking the time, taking the time to come on the show. And uh, you're welcome back anytime, my guy. So I hope that everybody, that you guys enjoyed that conversation as much as I did once again at Caramel Classic on Instagram. Everything's going to be in the podcast description. So please go support him, man. Check out his stuff, especially if you're a fan of hip-hop and rap, man. Like, it's it's I just really enjoy the material that he's been coming out with. I mean, it's, it's from the heart, um, and it's really cool to see the diversity of his songs. You know, going back to Hell and Back, which came out. On November 18th, you know, the first half of that record, as Dante talked about, is really emotional. And then as you get into the second half, it's more upbeat, more just him and his flow. And uh, it's it's just really cool to see that, to see the other singles that have come out. And to, to hear him be so excited about what he's working on, I, I think that's how you know people have hit sort of like that flow state. You know what I mean? Where they're excited about what they're putting out. They feel rejuvenated. And uh, I can't wait to hear the new stuff that he's going to be coming out with in 2023, man. So that's going to be a wrap on this conversation, everybody. Once again, you can follow me on Instagram at March4thPod, on Twitter at Mike V. Bauman, and the host site is March4th.podbean.com. My link tree with all of my stuff is also in the podcast description. So once again, scroll to the bottom, hit that. You can hit me up, follow me support the show. I would really appreciate it if you did dig the content today, if you took the time to like and subscribe, to tell a friend, tell that friend to tell a friend. Um, If you leave a five-star review on either Apple or Spotify, that goes a long way in helping out the podcast and getting these conversations out to more people. So I hate begging for that stuff. I, I really don't like telling people, hey, look at me. It's just so not me. But at the end of the day, man, I got I got to be my own salesman, right? Because I believe in what I'm doing, and I believe in these conversations and and how they can impact people in a positive way. And 2022 showed me that consistency is key, and and that people are tuning in, man. So, you know, I gotta, I you know, I'm I'm not a boastful guy, but I gotta tell you where you can follow me. You know what I'm saying? So, if you were a first time listener, I hope you come back. And once again, thank you for hopping aboard that pirate ship. Alrighty, righty I hope that everybody has a great rest of the week. Keep the faith and be kind to one another. Courtesy of Caramel Classic, this single is a banger. It just dropped on Friday the 13th. This is YNA Clan featuring Caramel Classic, Phantom, Santana, and Yo Ghettos. This song is called Ice Cold. Peace. Ice cold with the flow, I'm back, KK on track, and he looking like a snowman. Ice, ice cold with the flow, so dang, you could smoke it like a fan, got me looking like a dumb man. Ice, ice cold, got the lace on, and I'm smoking that pack till it's all gone. All boys at bat, straight to the face, whipping that bitch quick like we in a race. I'm getting shit off my chest, my haters about to regret, I'm making them press, I feel like they so upset, watching the way that I flex, you can say less. I'm playing chess on these records, <laughs> bitch, this ain't no checkers, applying Depression, kicking and rocking like sketches. I'm under the weather. This ain't no fake. Oh, 
need the real. I'm in the field with the Drake. Yelling these pills, chasing these thrills. I got the chills from the flames. Intoxicated, I'm faded, I drink. Don't give a fuck what you think. Get the fuck out of my way. Hey, fuck out my face. Fucking with me, a mistake. Hey. Ice cold when the flow, I'm back. KK on track, and he looking like a snowman. Ice, ice cold with the flow, so dang. You could smoke it like a fan, got me looking like a throw man. Ice, ice cold, got the lids on. And we smoking that pack till it's all gone. Straight to the face, gripping that bitch quick like we in a race. Chilling like villain, we up in the ghetto. Cold as a bitch, cause my jacket's some metal. Mental, colder than ice. Talk, talk, talk to me nice, I, I shake it up like some dice. I got that rice, mixing it up with the spray. Rolling that Molly on night. I'm feeling right, bitch, I've been high as a kite. Out of mind, I'm out of sight. Bitch, 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 I'm online. She hit my line on that Skype. She's sending pictures of And I never answer, I won't reply back Ice cold when the flow, I'm back KK on track, and he looking like a snowman Ice ice cold with the flow, so dang You could smoke it like a phantom, got me looking like a dumb man Ice ice cold, got the lids on And I'm smoking that pack till it's all gone All boys at bat, straight to the face